Catechesis with Pope Benedict XVI. An introduction to the year of faith. Papa Benedict's Catechesis on the 17th of October 2012. Dear brothers and sisters, today I would like to introduce a new cycle of catechesis, which will develop during the year of faith just begun, and which will interrupt for this period the cycle dedicated to the school of prayer. With the apostolic letter Porta Fidei, I called this special year precisely so that the Church may renew the enthusiasm of believing in Jesus Christ, the only Saviour of the world, may revive the joy of walking on the way that he has shown us, and may bear witness in a concrete way to the transforming force of faith. The 50th anniversary of the opening of the Second Vatican Council is an important opportunity to return to God to deepen our faith and live it more courageously, to strengthen our sense of belonging to the Church, teacher of humanity, which, through the proclamation of the Word, the celebration of the sacraments and works of charity, guides us to encounter and know Christ, true God and true man. This is an encounter not with an idea or a project of life, but with a living person who transforms us in our innermost selves revealing to us our true identity as children of God. The encounter with Christ renews our human relationships, directing them day by day to greater solidarity and fraternity in the logic of love. Having faith in the Lord is not something that affects only our intelligence, the area of intellectual knowledge, but is a change that involves our life, our whole self, our feelings, heart, intelligence, will, body, emotions, human relationships. With faith, everything truly changes in us and for us, and our future destiny is clearly revealed. The truth of our vocation in history, the meaning of life, the taste of being pilgrims bound for the heavenly homeland. But, we ask ourselves, is faith truly the transforming force in our lives, in my life? Or is it just one of the elements which are part of existence without being the determinant one that involves it totally? With the catechesis of this year of faith, we would like to make a journey to strengthen or to rediscover the joy of faith, understanding that it is not something extraneous, disconnected from concrete life, but is its soul. Faith in a God who is love, and who drew near to man by incarnating himself and by giving himself on the cross, so as to save us and to reopen to us the gates of heaven, indicates in a luminous way that only in love consists the fullness of man. Today it is necessary to repeat this with clarity, when the cultural transformations taking place often show so many forms of barbarity which are passed off as conquests of civilization. Faith affirms that there is no true humanity except in the places, gestures, times and forms in which man is animated by the love that comes from God, is expressed as a gift, is manifested in relationships full of love, compassion, attention and disinterested service for the other. Where there is domination, possessiveness, exploitation, commodification of the other for one's own egoism, 
where there is arrogance of the eye shut in on itself. There man is impoverished, degraded, disfigured. Christian faith, active in charity and strong in hope, does not limit life, but humanizes it. Indeed, renders life fully human. Faith is to welcome this transforming message into our lives. It is to welcome the revelation of God, who lets us know who He is, how He acts, what His projects are for us. Of course. The mystery of God remains always beyond our concepts and our reason, our rights and our prayers. However, with revelation, it is God Himself who communicates Himself, speaks of Himself, makes Himself accessible, and we are enabled to listen to His Word and to receive His truth. Here, then, is the wonder of faith. God, in His love, creates in us. Through the work of the Holy Spirit, the appropriate conditions for us to recognize His Word. God Himself, in His will to manifest Himself, to enter into contact with us, to make Himself present in our history, enables us to listen to and to receive Him. Saint Paul expresses it with joy and gratitude. Thus, we constantly thank God for you because. As soon as you heard the message that we brought you as God's message, you accepted it for what it really is—God's message, and not some human thinking—and it is still a living power among you who believe it. God has revealed Himself with words and works throughout the course of a long history of friendship with man, which culminated in the incarnation of the Son of God, and in the mystery of His death and resurrection. God has not only revealed Himself in the history of a people; He has not only spoken through the prophets, but He has crossed the threshold of His heaven to enter the land of men as a man, so that we could encounter Him and listen to Him. And from Jerusalem, the proclamation of the gospel of salvation spread to the ends of the earth. The Church, born from the side of Christ. Has become the bearer of a new, solid hope, Jesus of Nazareth, crucified and risen, Saviour of the world, who is seated at the right hand of the Father, and is the Judge of the living and the dead. This is the charisma, the central and disruptive proclamation of the faith. But from the beginning, there arose the problem of the rule of faith, namely, of the fidelity of believers to the truth of the gospel. In which they were to remain firm, to the salvific truth about God and man, which was to be preserved and handed on. Saint Paul wrote, "The gospel will save you only if you keep believing exactly what I preach to you. Believing anything else will not lead to anything." But where do we find the essential formula of the faith? Where do we find the truths that have been faithfully passed down to us? And that constitute the light of our daily lives. The answer is simple: in the creed, in the profession of faith, or the symbol of faith, we are reconnected with the original event of the person and history of Jesus of Nazareth. It makes concrete what the apostle to the Gentiles said to the Christians of Corinth: "I taught you what I have been taught myself, namely." 
that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried and that he was raised to life on the third day. Today too we need the creed to be better known, understood and prayed. Above all, it is important that the creed be, so to speak, recognised. To know, in fact, can be just an intellectual operation, whereas to recognise means the need to discover the profound connection between the truths we profess in the creed and our daily existence, so that these truths may truly and concretely be, as they have always been, light for the steps of our life, water that irrigates the parched stretches of our path, life that overcomes certain deserts of contemporary life. The moral life of the Christian is grafted onto the creed, finding therein its foundation and justification. It is no coincidence that Blessed John Paul II wanted the Catechism of the Catholic Church, a sure norm for teaching the faith, and a reliable source for a renewed catechesis, to be based upon the creed. It was a question of confirming and preserving the central core of the truths of the faith, while putting it into a language more intelligible to the people of our time, to us. It is a duty of the Church to transmit the faith, to communicate the Gospel, so that Christian truths may be a light in the new cultural transformations, and Christians may be able to account for the hope that is in them. Today we are living in a society profoundly changed, even in comparison to the recent past, and which is in constant motion. The processes of secularization and of a widespread nihilistic mentality, in which everything is relative, have deeply marked the common mindset. Thus, life is often lived lightly, without clear ideals and solid hopes, within fluid and provisional social and family ties. Above all, the new generations are not educated in the search for truth, nor about the profound meaning of existence which surmounts the contingent situation, about the stability of affections, about trust. On the contrary, relativism leads to not having fixed points, Suspicion and inconstancy cause ruptures in human relationships, where life is lived in experiments that do not last long, without the assumption of responsibility. If individualism and relativism seem to dominate the minds of many of our contemporaries, it cannot be said that believers are totally immune to these dangers with which we are confronted in the transmission of the faith. The survey promoted on all the continents for the celebration of the Synod of Bishops on the new evangelization has highlighted some of them. A faith lived in a passive and private way. The rejection of education in the faith. The fracture between life and faith. Christians often do not even know the central core of their own Catholic faith, of the creed, so leaving room for a certain syncretism and religious relativism, without clarity on the truths to be believed and on the salvific uniqueness of Christianity. Today the risk of building, so to speak, a do-it-yourself religion is not so far off. We must instead return to God, to the God of Jesus Christ. We must rediscover the message of the Gospel, 
bring it more profoundly into our consciences and our daily life. In the catechesis of this year of faith, I would like to offer help to take this path, to take up and deepen the central truths of faith about God, about man, about the Church, about the whole social and cosmic reality, by meditating and reflecting on the affirmations of the Creed. And I would like it to become clear that these contents or truths of faith are directly connected to our lives. They ask for a conversion of existence, which gives life to a new way of believing in God. To know God, to encounter Him, to explore the features of His face, is what brings our lives into play, because He enters into the profound dynamics of a human being. May the path that we shall take this year make us all grow in faith and love of Christ, so that we may learn to live, in our choices and daily actions, the good and beautiful life of the Gospel. Thank you. Credo in unum Deum Patrem Creatorem Trilitere Creatorem Visibilium Creatorem Invisibilium Credo in unum Jesum Christum Dominum Filium Dei Natum Ex Patre Deum Ex Deo Natum Ex Patre Lumen Ex Lumine Test, Concordia, Eterum Venturus Test.